A reading from John 2, 1-7. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from twenty to thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. There are several aspects of this story that um, that are that kind of transcend the 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 wedding aspect of it. One of them uh, is Jesus saying to his mother, my time has not yet Mm -hmm. come. Mm -hmm. Now this is used many times. This is in the gospel of John and Jesus says this several times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it struck me and I don't know exactly why it struck me. Uh, but I really focused on it because uh, recurring uh, utterances are oftentimes very important. And one of the things I would say about it, it, it's not that profound, but it's, it's true, is that Jesus knows exactly what his mission is. And he is obedient to his mother, but I don't think he thinks the miracle he performs, he knows that that is not why he is here. That his ministry over the next several years leading to the cross is, and and said somewhere else, he came to save us from our sins. Mm -hmm. It's a much bigger mission than anybody can imagine. And yet, it's set in a very familiar human setting, a wedding, mm-hmm. a celebration. Um, and he actually performs the miracle, hmm. but his time had not yet come. Yeah. There are so many aspects of this story, like you started off by saying, and I'll just focus on another one. You, you focused on a very interesting one, his time has not yet come. I'll focus on another one that's just simpler and um uh, really tends to connect with people. Uh, you know that show, the television show called The Chosen? Have we talked about that on this podcast? I haven't seen it, but oh, I want okay. to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've done such a good job. You know, most of the episodes are just absolutely brilliant in the way that they portray Jesus. And this one, the one where he he turns the water into wine, I heard from, I don't know, three, four, five people after they had seen this particular episode, and they all had reported one similar reaction that really changed the way they think about Jesus. And what you see in that episode, yes, the miracle and all the interesting statements to the mom and like all the stuff. But what you really see too is the character who plays Jesus. He's just really joyful. He's enjoying the party. He's kind of the life of the party. Uh, he's, <laughs> you know, he's dancing and um, just has this radiant smile and um, I heard from, yeah, several people who, who were like, their mind was blown. They thought, you know what? I'm so grateful for that episode because I think of, previously I'd thought of Jesus as so serious, you know, he's this religious leader and blah, blah, blah. But 
look at him, look at him at this party. And it was just a big spiritual revelation and breakthrough for a lot of people. Um, similar, I think years ago, uh, I had had a similar, um, revelation when I saw that famous painting from the seventies called Jesus laughing. Uh, I think I referenced that many months ago on this podcast, but that laughing Jesus face was a big aha for me. Um, just like this episode of the chosen was where Jesus just kind of lets loose. So that's just another, one more aspect of this, uh, really amazing story. I just was thinking while you were talking of why it was so hard for me. And then then I'm I'm expanding because I'm from the pews. I'm a, I'm a congregant. Uh, I often, I do show up to church. I love church. I love the, the, uh, the whole worship experience. But years ago, before I started reading the Bible on an everyday basis and started doing podcasts and started doing all this stuff, uh, there was kind of, well, what does this mean? Why is this here kind of uh, reaction when I would read of the wedding at Cana? Mm-hmm. There was a, there was, I, I'll tell you what I think. I think that I had not accepted it yet for what it is. I had, I, I was still detached. I was almost reading it like, uh, you know, a senior in college with a, a special course on the, on the Bible. I didn't see my own life mm-hmm. in this story. And one of the great revelations of the last 10 years for me has, has been that what you were reading, whether you understand it or not, is God's story and you're in it. Hmm. And your role in it has not totally been determined. That's up to you, meaning me. And when I saw myself in the story and the story, I started immersing myself in the story and becoming part of the story changed everything, including, you know, under, you know, understanding this in a very different way than I would have understood it 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. 